Wessex LMCs supporting you and your practice. Hello everybody and welcome to another Wessex LMCs podcast. My name is Laura Edwards and I'm one of the medical directors at Wessex LMCs and today I'm joined by Dr Susie Caesar and Dr Sue Warren who are joining me for a discussion about appraisal. So welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to start with you, Susie. So Susie, would you tell me about your role and your expertise around appraisal? So I'm a GP locum, currently doing a locum in Weymouth in Dorset, um, but I spend a lot of my time um, working in the field of appraisal and revalidation because I'm the regional director for the Wessex Appraisal Service hosted in Health Education England. Um, and I am also currently the chair of the Academy of Medical Royal Colleges Professional Development Committee which is the overarching body that's run the task and finish groups, short life working groups that have brought in the new medical appraisal 2020 process for the pandemic. And we're now even looking at the process for beyond the pandemic. Which is really good news because actually there were some really um, significant changes which we're gonna to touch upon. But Susie, from your perspective, what should appraisal be like as an experience? I think the tragedy was that appraisal was sufficiently burdensome in administrative terms that when we reached a pandemic, the right decision was to suspend it. And what I want is for appraisal in the future to be so valuable in terms of its support for doctors that there is no question that you would even think of suspending it in a crisis, that it's actually something that you would want to continue because of its support to doctors. Um, my personal appraisal has been transformational over the course of my career, but then I've got a lot of knowledge to use my appraisal to my best advantage. And that's what I want to share with everybody else today. Brilliant. So that is the conversation, isn't it? So Susie, you, you've shared there that there was a high administrative burden for most GPs. And I, I agree, when I talk to people about their appraisal, there was a sense of dread around the, the size of the task. Actually, most people really enjoyed the conversation, but the preparation that went into it caused audible or inaudible groans. Um, so, so Susie, what has changed for anyone who's kind of missed it or, or chose to, to miss their uh, appraisal? Um, what, what has changed? Can you summarise for us the, the best bits? So the really big change is that there has been a, a much bigger recognition that doctors are professionals who can be trusted to step up when there's a crisis and that um, every appraisal should consider the health and well-being of the doctor and whether they have access to the support that they need to provide safe and effective care. So we've always known that appraisal wasn't a screening tool for another shipman. It's a quality improvement tool to help you in a safe space just to stop and think and think about your practice and think about the achievements and the challenges of the past year and then your aspirations for the future and use your PDP as a way of structuring your planning for the future. Um, but in the past, I think most doctors are A-star students, most doctors are perfectionist a little bit, um, and people have spent at least weekends, if not weeks of annual leave, sitting down and preparing for their appraisal by producing pages of written reflection. And the really big change is that verbal reflection in your appraisal 
can now count as equal weight as written reflection beforehand. So the target was to create an appraisal process where your written reflection beforehand could be done in half an hour. And we have succeeded in pilots in demonstrating that the majority of doctors can do their written reflection, the focused written reflection that's specific to appraisal about their health and well-being, about their achievements, challenges and aspirations. Most doctors can do that in half an hour and over 90% could do it within an hour, even if they had a complicated scope of work. So that's the really big change, reduce the administrative burden and increase the focus on the health and well-being of the doctor. Excellent. And and there was also that that number 50 that crept in there around CPD credits. Can you can you tell us what's happened around that? So the Academy of Medical Royal Colleges originally suggested 50 credits as a threshold to stop doctors doing too much. Right. And in fact, it became the exact opposite. It became <laughs> bean counting. It became an argument if you'd only done 49 and not 50. And in fact, the GMC have never set out any amount of time or any number of credits that you need to achieve to demonstrate that you're up to date and fit to practice. The GMC have always said, you know what you need to do as a professional to keep up to date at what you do. And in fact, of course, our habits of professional practice of reflecting on every patient we see, every time the hair on the back of your neck goes up and you think, oh, I just am not sure about that one every time you have a conversation about a patient, all of that is learning. And you can't possibly write it all down, but that's the type of insight, that's the type of professionalism that I think everybody's displayed in the pandemic. And it's why there's been the shift in trust that doctors are professionals who can be trusted to talk about what they do to keep up to date of what they do, rather than present 50 credits that shows what you do. So how much do people need to record as they go along during the year now? At the moment, nothing. So genuinely, you can go and you can just talk at your appraisal about how you've kept up to date and the most important thing you've learned. Um, the GMC say what they want is an example of quality, not quantity, that demonstrates your reflective practice. My personal view is that there are lots of great tools out there for keeping a very simple cumulative learning log, like the 14 Fish app or the GMC CPD app, um, that you can log into when you're in an external learning event or, or um, a meeting that you think you want to use to demonstrate something. But even then, you shouldn't be doing all that all the time. You should be selective this is an example of me keeping up to date as an appraiser. This is an example of me keeping up to date um, as a suitable person because I'm a suitable person at the RCGP. This is an example of me keeping up to date as a GP. Um, and clearly there's gonna be more about me keeping up to date as a GP than there is about the other roles. But, but maybe the most important thing I've learned this year is the one that's worth capturing, not every single appraiser support group meeting I go to. That's really helpful. And um, and again, I remember sitting before and going through every item and very carefully making, assiduously making sure that I'd got a written reflection with it. Are you telling Please me stop. that's changed? Please stop. Um, it was never the intention that 50 credits demonstrated by reflection would be 50 pages of reflective notes. 
but I think for a lot of doctors that's what it became um, and even the suggestion that you could write one line of reflection most doctors can't stop once they start <laughs> they actually get enthusiastic and then they realize they've spent another half hour of their life writing another reflective note you really do only need one or two examples that are good quality reflective practice if that not 50. Excellent that is really good news to hear so we've heard there very clearly about CPD credits we've heard about reflection and we've also heard about the preparation time and a realistic preparation time and also a change in focus so that's really good and Susie just so that everyone's clear because obviously this is a Wessex LMC's podcast and you've talked about your role in Wessex can you be clear where where do these changes apply to? So this is work that's being led by the Academy of Medical Royal Colleges because that covers all four nations and all sectors and specialties, including general practice. So it's not just a primary care thing. It's not just an English thing. It is actually across all four nations and all doctors. We have done an amazing job as doctors in the pandemic. Yeah. And I think there's two arms to the recognition. One is the professionalism of doctors and two that burnout and PTSD are a real occupational hazard especially when there's moral distress and moral injury and so we have to take doctors away from their patient care as little as possible in preparation and we have to give them an appraisal meeting and discussion that's a confidential safe space to unload and reflect and, and a focus that actually allows people to consider themselves as human beings as well as as professionals. Absolutely, and that is a point I spend my life saying, Susie, is that uh, doctors are exactly that. They are human beings and we need to take care of them because again, they are the most precious asset of the NHS. Um, everything that we do uh, relies on human beings to do it uh, and to do it with compassion and, um, and compassion takes energy and we need to make sure that those doctors are looked after so they can keep giving that compassion to their patients. Um, and their work is sustainable. Thank you, that's been really good to hear. And um, can you describe what the future direction is of the appraisal? Because again, we've been in the pandemic, there's been all sorts of special things that have happened during the pandemic. W what is the future direction of appraisal? So I'm currently leading the Short Life Working Group that's looking at a model for medical appraisal for beyond the pandemic. But actually we have to remember that doctors were working tremendously hard and lots of doctors were very close to getting burnt out before the pandemic. Yeah. So the shift in focus to um, really supporting doctors in maintaining their health and well-being, that's going to be kept. Great, that's good to hear. And the fact that we early evaluation suggests that we've proved beyond doubt that you can have a rich and fulfilling discussion that really demonstrates how you look after patient safety, how you aim to make improvements um, or at least not go backwards so that you can actually provide high quality patient care. The evidence that that can be supported by this 30 minute focused reflection is sufficiently strong that there's no going back to the model of appraisal as it was before. Um, we are expecting that we will be able to present to the chief medical officers of all four nations a new model that 
builds on all of the good things from Medical Appraisal 2020, but removes the references to the pandemic. Okay, brilliant. Okay, so it's here to stay is what you're suggesting to me. I think so. Good. I think that's really welcome news. So that's fantastic. And um, I'm now going to ask uh, Sue, uh, who's joined us, Sue Warren, who is an appraiser. Um, so Sue, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Sue. Um, I was a GP partner in Pool for a very long time. And now I'm a locum um, and also work for practitioner health as a clinician, seeing doctors and other healthcare professionals who are struggling for any number of reasons. I also am a PSU case manager looking after trainees. Um, my main focus, I, I do the day job, but also is doctors' well-being. It's, I'm really strong on that. And so, Sue, um, I know you're a passionate advocate of appraisal. Um, and what is your main message as an appraiser? I'd like people to look forward to their appraisals. I hear, hear a lot of doctors say, oh, I've got my appraisal coming up. And actually it should be, it should be something that people look forward to. It's, it's two hours, two and a half hours for them to talk about themselves, to, as Susie said, to, to look at themselves as a human being, because sometimes that gets lost. The mantra, the patient always comes first. Um, it, it just gets lost. And, if we don't look up, and I want the message to be that we've got to look after ourselves and by doing that, we'll be able to look after our patients. Thanks. And appraisal is a tool in which we can think about things that we haven't thought about before um, and, and should, uh, I want people to enjoy it. Fantastic. And I, and I think I do hear that feedback. Um, people really value that very special conversation that happens when they speak to somebody outside of their immediate circle, who's impartial um, and who gives them time. Again, we're very used as professionals to giving other people time and listening to them and giving our thoughts and perspective. And again, I've seen it with patients where I drop something and they go, wow, I hadn't, hadn't thought about it like that. It's very unusual for us to get that time dedicated to us to have those thoughts um, and and allow that space and time to reflect so I think you're absolutely right uh, Sue so if if I've got two questions one is if someone doesn't get that experience what should they do and the second is if they do really like that experience and they'd like some more of it but they only get an appraisal once a year where could they go I really think different doctors, I don't think we can force doctors to disclose or force doctors to talk about themselves if they don't want to, um, because because some doctors don't, don't just don't want to disclose or they just want to do their appraisal and, and get through it and move on to the next year. But I want them to know that that's, there is that avenue um, that, that they can explore things if they want to, um, but they, they're professionals and they're adults and they can do it on their own terms and they can use appraisal for what for what they want really if they want to tick the boxes and move on that I mean that's fine and I certainly see doctors like that um we're not here to mother them we're not we're not their therapist we it's it's a, a peer I say it's like a peer-to-peer -peer discussion yeah. I think if they do get that feeling and they and they think wow I've never been able to reflect like that or talk about there are other there are a lot of different things that they can do um I'm, I'm trained as a coach I think Susie is and I think you're quite keen on coaching as well um and I think that's something the doctors have missed a trick with really if you're a CEO in a company you get coaching if you're executive in a company you get coaching and for most doctors we don't get that general practice 
we we never we don't get anything like that. So there's certain different avenues that we that can go along. If you identify any distress in yourself when you're being appraised, or or you know there may be some issues that you need further help with then there are other avenues that you can go down and i and, and part of my job as an appraiser is not to be their therapist and not to be their doctor but to be able to signpost to people that can do that kind of work with them so i think we, we're alluding to practitioner health if there's any distress it's a free service it's confidential it's that slightly outside of the nhs it's got longer appointment times uh, with dedicated specialists um, and you can look up that up practitioner health on, on the website and you can self-refer to that and there are also some crisis uh, text support that um, you can access via that website as well you can see the details there i think it's the shout service um, and, uh, and they um, have got lots of offerings there and again we receive really positive feedback from people who've referred themselves to that service um, and uh, but if you're not distressed but you've benefited from the conversation and think oh well, I'd like some more of that or perhaps your appraisal is quite a long way away in the year and you would like to access coaching which gives some of those benefits we've just described with that impartial reflective space that's all about you which is quite unusual to have in life then there is the NHS looking after you too um, offer at the moment which has been funded by NHS England but nobody needs to know what you approach for again you just apply yourself it takes about five Five minutes and there's access to free access to professional coaches um, and that's looking after you too spelled T-O-O um, and you can find that easily on the internet. Uh, it, there are some other local offers so in Dorset I'm aware that the Primary Care Workforce Centre um, again has free coaching offers um, and there may be something uh, local to you that's offering that. Certainly again there's the fellowship offer for newly qualified GPs that are in salary posts and um, uh, and also there are some uh, private coaches you can access through things like Medic Footprints or The Joyful Doctor. Susie, did you have something else to add? It, at the beginning of the pandemic, the Wessex Appraisal Service set up a, a special support offer for people who are doctors who are appraised in Wessex. So that is all GPs at, uh, in Hampshire, Isle of Wight and Dorset. Um, where all you need to do is email into our website marking the um, uh, header subject confidential and just say I would like to talk to someone you don't need to give any details you'll come through to me and I have most of my appraisal leads are trained to give additional support and to do not really coaching which is quite goal oriented but but the opportunity to talk in the way that you would in an appraisal but perhaps on two or three occasions to help you work through a particular issue or at a point when you need it, when your appraisal is not imminent. Great. That's a really good offer. Thank you for reminding us of that, Susie. And Wessex LMCs has the GP support and development scheme, which again, you can look up on our website. And we have a booklet there with all the support offers. And we're going to do a separate podcast on that. Um, but do have a look at that. And that includes an offer around coaching as well. So thank you very much, Susie and Sue, for joining me today. That was a really helpful update there and refresh of what appraisal should all be about. So we hope that everyone has good experiences going forward and that we hope that the changes have been made are long lasting and here to stay. Thank you both. Bye bye.